and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. Welcome to Paradigm Playbook's podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kozak, alongside my co-host, Mr. Steve Cook. Good morning, Dave. What are we talking about today? Uh, I think we're continuing the conversation we've been doing, kind of this run on leadership, and and we did some processes. But one of the things that we brought up last week was uh, in the uh, Patrick Lencioni's book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, uh, was yeah. the kind of fear of conflict. Mm-hmm. And continuing on that subject matter is this idea of fear of failure holding people back. And I think it's a great um, subject matter to discuss in business success is this fear of failure uh, and the way it stifles growth. Yeah, I think sometimes um, when we we discuss culture and we're we're lacking accountability, I think you lack accountability because of fear of failure. So personal accountability is one thing and you're, you're trying to, you know, kind of protect yourself, but then you also are trying to protect your coworkers, your, your reports, mm-hmm. whatever, by not holding them accountable. So you're not the one that's forcing the, the failure on them, so to speak. But in reality, if you listen to, to Patrick and, and there are many books you know, it's, it's a matter of, and I don't know who came up with the term, um, fail faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's where we need to get, we need to not only accept fail, failure, but kind of accelerate it. So jump in. Yeah. And I, I think there's a, uh, for whatever reason in society, right. We have this idea that failure is a bad thing. Um, and the connotation of failure is a negative, right? But, you know, one of the things I've talked about in my own success is I have failed so many more times than I have been successful, but those, had I not failed that number of times, I would not be successful because I wouldn't have the experience. And there's an interesting uh, kind of segue to experience that I think plays in here. Um, you have to fail to be experienced. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's very logical, but to gain that experience. So the the part that we have to focus on is the fear part of it. Mm -hmm. So there's this um, something about failure that there's a stigma attached to you. um, Whereas the, the great ones, you know, Babe Ruth strikeouts or Michael Jordan missed shots or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I forget how many, you know, game ending shots Michael Jordan has taken versus how, how many he's made. And obviously he's missed more than he's made, but the only reason he's a huge success is because he's willing to embrace the failure of, of taking the shots. Well, business is no different if, you know, um, you know, you wouldn't have the company you have today 
if you hadn't, you know, tried things and eliminated them from, you know, the breadth of what your company offers. Yeah. And, and, you know, I put a lot of stake in the willingness to fail in my employees, right? I would much rather have an employee go after it and fail than never go after it at all. I think there's a, there's a quote and I'm probably going to botch it, but it's something about the, um, the pain of regret is far worse than the pain of failure. And so the idea that you would regret not doing something or not going for something or not trying something is far worse in a lifetime of, of that is worse than failing because you tried. Yeah. And I think the, the, the timing of it, the, the pain of failure is immediate and short lived Mm -hmm. where the, the pain of regret kind of never goes away. Yep. So in, in business and in small businesses, you know, you can sit and waver on, should we do this? Should we start this class? Should we add this? Should we, should we do this? You know, it's like at some points you just, you just have to do it and, you know, let, let's get on with it. Yeah. And, and I think the, the, one of the bigger problems in business is that, you know, we, we, we have this ex- expression growing up. It was called the, the working on it room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people would say, well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And, uh, it, it stemmed from all state because they were always working on it. And Matt and I used to joke back and forth and say, man, I'd love to see that working on it room because it must be huge. Right. (laughs) And the idea of that working on it room is that you spend too much time working on something and not executing something. You, you could work on it and work on it and work on it and still fail. Uh, Or you could work on it, fail, pivot, change, try again, fail, pivot, change, have success. But you have to go through those failures to get to that success. And so the idea that you would delay uh, something that is, you know, you have to go through your, 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 um, you know, the Ben Franklin scenario, whereas the pros and the cons, and Mm -hmm. you have to weigh and balance and do and and look at the cost to, to implement and all of those things. But once you've got a decision point, that's like, Hey, we should try this then giddy up and try it. Don't allow it to just continue because you'll learn more in trying and failing than you will in never trying and continuing to work on it. I also think that um, failure, at least in business or in small business in in the realm that, that, that we're in doesn't mean that if you try something and it fails, um, it doesn't mean it was a bad idea. It means that iteration of what you were trying wasn't quite quite right. So I think too often, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to start a, you know, a certain class or a certain exercise and nobody signs up. So it's a failure. So we, we're not doing exercise anymore. Well, now maybe the marketing was off. Maybe the structure was off. Maybe we didn't tell the right people. Maybe it wasn't at the right time. You know, there's so many things in small business that can affect and, you know, was it uh, Edison? Who, who was it that said? You yeah, know, Thomas Edison, he didn't figure out. He found 200 and some ways to make a light bulb. And it only 200 and some ways not to make it. Yeah, and, you and know, one so, to make it work. So I, I think if we take the failure in a, in a business venture and say, you know, we're going to fine tune this, you know, we're going to chop this off, add this, we're going to move it, you know, we're going to keep rebuilding 
and reshaping it, then failure becomes a part of the learning process. And, you know, really, how, how do kids learn? I mean, it's like, it's like if you take your kid and say, okay, you know, you're, you're two today, you're going to learn to walk. I mean, so it's walking and, and, you know, he stands up, falls down. You say, yeah, that's a failure. You're not going to walk. Yeah. You know, we don't go there with it. Nope. It's so I think that's how we have to approach failure in business. Yeah. And, and you, you brought up a point that I think is, is one that, that needs to exercise a little bit, which is you almost want to fail faster. Mm-hmm. Like the faster you fail, the more you can learn, the more you can improve the next go around. And that's where I kind of go from this idea and, and I talked about it earlier today on a, a post I made on Instagram, which was this, and I think it was George Patton who said a good plan executed today is better than a great plan executed tomorrow. And I think we spend too much time like crafting and sculpting this plan and, oh my God, it's going to be perfect. And we're going to put this plan in motion. It's going to work flawlessly. And all of a sudden you get punched in the face and it doesn't work and you have to go back and repivot anyway. So get it to a usable point, put it in play, then reflect on it, pivot, fail at it and improve it. Right. But how do you know to improve if it, if it didn't, if it, if it worked. So who was it that brought up the fail faster thing? Was that a Jim Collins thing? Uh, You know, you just brought it up in this show, which spurred me on that whole thing. So I'm not, I'm not sure. It's in the book. Niall, see if you can find out. Yeah. Fail faster. It was Somebody wrote about it in in a book. So I think one of the problems you have, and and you may see it in some of your younger employees now, but kids are growing up in a different atmosphere. So where uh, there's a protection about kids and failure. So we're trying not to them. So it's like, um, I was just listening to a podcast and and the guy was advocating bullying. Mm. And it's like, well, no, when you think about it, I'm just telling you the truth. You know, it's like, and that's what's going to make you tougher. Well, failing is going to make you better. So you can avoid striking out by never going to bat. Yeah, 100%. Or you can go up there and if you strike out and I keep telling you, well, you did everything right. It was a good swing. Or I can tell you, you know, that sucked. You, you know, you're you're looping your bat. You're doing this. Your, your hands aren't together. You know, I can tell you a hundred things wrong with it. But one, you have to do it. You have to fail. And you have to be made aware of your failure and figure out why. And that's the only way it's going to develop. So whether you're an individual within the business, you want to encourage failure or the business as a whole. And sometimes you got to pivot a whole division. And, you know, it's like there's so many ways to fail that will advance your your company. Yeah. And so like, uh, we'll bring parenting in for a second, because I think there's a great correlation here. You've heard of the helicopter parent, right? Yeah, Steve? yeah. Well, the helicopter parent is basically the, the bubble wrap kid, right? Can't, can't never learns from doing and mistakes because it's always prevented from doing it. And I heard this expression a little while ago, which is you have to let your kids learn to do dangerous things safely. Right. Cause that's the only way they're going to mm-hmm. learn and experience that stuff. And I think mm-hmm. we spend too much time, you know, oh, don't walk, don't be careful. Don't walk. Don't, you you got to walk. Don't run. Like, Hey, run, scrape a knee. Guess what happens? Yeah. You learn real quick, not to run in that particular scenario. And so, uh, I, I think a lot of business is that way too, where you may have a, a young up and coming producer or admin or manager and 
you can tell them over and over again, hey, it's not going to work. Don't do that. And, and you'll, you'll stifle them. But if you let them put their nose to the grindstone and they fail at it, they'll learn the next way and the better way to do it. Or they'll come ask the question, which I think is the ultimate. When you have someone that comes and asks you a question, Hey, how should I do this? Because I know that I'm, I'm missing something on it. Right. So, you know, I mean, it really gets interesting. In failure. Let, let's twist this one more time. So we talked about parenting and, and then, and then you get into the middle years and, and let, let's talk high school, college. <laughs> and the, the problem is, and I mean, this is a kind of crossover the rest of your, you know, your other business. And, so college has a problem now where they're trying to protect kids from failure as well. Um, and if I, I have a, a granddaughter who's in high school now and I said, well, you know, you know, we're close to the end of the year. It must be time for finals. And she said, no, we don't do finals anymore. Mm. And I said, what? so like, I, I know I'm kind of out of, out of touch with this, but, um, you know, the finals was always a test that said, you know, kind of how much did you learn throughout the year? It was kind of a cumulative thing. And I was never huge on grades. I really don't care that much about them. But I think taking that test is okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know what? Crap, I, I spent a whole year of algebra and I can't solve for, you know, two variables. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just think we have to force failure a little bit more. And we have to be okay with failure, right? I think that's the other part is like, um, we're trying to prevent failure, which is toxic, right? If you're, you have to fail to grow, you have to fail to, to get to the next level. Um, there is no step ladder that just takes you all the way to the top. Right. I mean, you, and, and I think failure is a, is a, a concept or a construct that people, you know, when you, you, you fail, you're out. It's just not the case. Yeah. When no. you fail, you're in, when you fail, you learn, when you fail, you grow. Uh, and so that fail faster now, did you figure out who said that? What was the book? Okay. So, was that on the air today? Did, did I don't know. Now I was supposed to have a microphone, but he, he didn't do his job today. So. Fail fast, fail often. That's um, how you win. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, you had, you had me on a, an, another tangent. Both you and I come through a world that kind of, we were sales guys, right? So yep. in sales, so in sales, um, obviously failure isn't something you avoid you know, you know, you embrace failure and it, it's actually failure is the metric by which you're measured because yeah, there's a whole concept called go for no. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a numbers game to begin with. And all you have to determine is like, I, I can close two out of 10 sales. So then it's all, okay, how fast can I get over the eight, eight no's to get to the two yeses? And, and, all salespeople, all the great ones that have dominated their industry have said, once I embrace the concept of how to fail faster, I became, you know, and I, I knew in my industry, I could win every sales contest just by taking more swings than anybody else. I wasn't better than anybody else. I just took more swings. 
Yep. And I, I think the idea of that, the concept, and I think it was Brian Tracy who was go for no. I might be messing that up, but e- either way, the idea is if you, you can spend an awful lot of time trying to prevent the deal from going away mm-hmm. the same way you can prevent an awful lot of time or you can spend an awful lot of time trying to prepare to prepare to prepare and still have it crash and burn. And so the idea is let's go in, let's get the no, let's get the yes. If it's a no, fine, move on, mm-hmm. like get, get on to the next one quickly. And so I think that's the same idea in business, whether you're creating a new process and it doesn't go smoothly the first time. Great. Get to that answer that, Hey, this didn't work the way we expected, we've got to change something and then pivot from there. Right. But if you don't implement it and it doesn't get to a point of failure, you don't know what to do next. Right. You have to, some, you got to put it in practice, put it in play uh, and go. I mean, I, I look at, look at football to bring it back to sports, right? How many plays do they practice mm-hmm. uh, and do they not have success with? And they realize, well, it was this block that led it, or it was this person, or it was, we need to fill this hole, or we need to get this, this relief pass or whatever it may be, right? You have to put it in practice to actually make it successful. Yeah. I think they always claim baseball is the, the highest level of failure of any sport, you know, so you you probably make more basketball shots than you get hits. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think that there's, also something to be said by the the size of the failure. So if you go, you know, if you're going to go for something, you might as well go for a big failure. Now, I'm not saying, you know, take all your life savings and, you know, bet it on something. But don't be afraid of, of taking a chance, taking something big. If you're going to do something, commit to it and, and ride it till it's a failure. And then you either pivot or you drop it, but you move on. You know, there's an, there's another book, and actually, I just heard about it. I haven't read it, but the book's called Hell Yeah or No. And the concept there is when giving an opportunity, if it's not a hell yeah, then, you know, move on and, and get to the next one. It's not, eh, okay, I'll try it. Yeah. So then you don't have a good test of failure. So you're better off failing at a hell yeah than than something small. Yeah, and I think that's the the... Case in point is you, can you, can you actually fail if you don't put it all, if you don't go all the way in on it? And that, that brings us all back to the fear well, of you, failure. Yeah, you never right? know. Yeah. So that fear of failure is doing just enough to know you didn't put it all in so that you can't consider it a failure because failure is the term that you're afraid of. When in actuality, you should be embracing the failure. You should be going a hundred percent, 110% into it only to come back and realize, Hey, you know what? I gave it everything I had and I, I my best wasn't good enough in that moment. That's okay. That's then, okay, I got to do this different. I got to do that different. I got to train harder here. I got to do this. I ran out of gas. I ran out of juice. The, the system didn't work. The process wasn't there. The people didn't respond, but it gives you something to evaluate and to make progress on and move forward. So how, how good of a job are we as managers doing in encouraging that, um, you know, it's a risk taking it, you know, if there's a chance of failure, then it's a risk. So, so, and I, I think the whole evolution and your growth as a person, as a professional, uh, depends on how closely you guard yourself against that failure. But once you're accepting that, then it takes supervisors and managers and leaders to encourage more of that 
so that I can get you to grow faster if I say, you know, do it. So I think we have to start that with the kids. And, you know, we're lucky in the world of sports, we have a chance to develop these kids to where, you know, they're not afraid of, you know, so I, you well, know. Hold on, let's, let's, let's go to the world of kids for a second, because I think this is one of the most toxic things that's ever been created, which is the participation award, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because ultimately the participation award is teaching that, fear of failure, right? It is, it is emphasizing it right in any game, no matter what the game is, there can only be one winner, right? Yeah. And like the fact that we're not okay with that, that we don't teach that to be the motivating factor to not lose the next time, but yet we prevent it. Well, we're just not going to keep score. We ain't going to keep score. I get it when they're four years old and you just want them to swing a bat. But when they're six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, like the rest of their life, they're going to be in some competition, one way or another. Whether it's for the next job, whether it's for the the entry into the next school, whether it's for the um, the scholarship, whether it's for the promotion. Like, I mean, the the, the reality is, you you have to understand the concept of winning and losing, and you have to be able to embrace the loss to motivate you to be better the next time around, or train on the things that you lost at. And I think if we take away that failure, you're, you're taking away that ability to self, um, um, motivate towards the success that you desire. So in, in some ways, what we're protecting, at least with children in sports, what we're protecting is our own fear of failure, not the child's. Because in reality, a seven-year-old doesn't care if they strike out, you know, but, you know, as you're looking around and all the other parents are looking and then, you know, my Johnny hit the ball and your, your, your Sammy didn't. So you're protecting your own failure. So you're not encouraging the right thing. So we're not developing things. So in the world of business, we just have to be careful that we're not protecting our own egos. And, you know, if, if someone, you know, if you have a salesperson that goes out and they, they spend $500 for a week of travel to sell and they come back and sell nothing. And you start saying, well, I don't travel quite as much. Then you got to be careful because you're protecting your own failure, your own monetary failure, and you're stymieing your employees' uh, progress. So it's it, it's a very difficult topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I constantly push in my own organizations uh, people to make bigger decisions, to take bigger risks, and to push the envelope of failure because it's in that push that people learn what they really are capable of. Right. And so I think if you're constantly protecting yourself from the, from the failure, um, you, you never are going to maximize the potential. Right. And I think this is, it's all about maximization of potential. Um, most people are, are not able or, or don't realize what they're truly capable of. Um, if they were to put, their nose to the grindstone and, and give it everything they had. So I think you have to push forward in that regard. Yeah. I, there's, we can go on forever on this, but there's this feeling of like, you know, being average at a hundred things or succeeding, you know, dramatically at a few is, is a big difference. So I, I think I was in my home office this morning, Steve, where I do have a giant bulletin board. Uh, there we go. I Everybody went back to the bulletin board. <laughs> and in the top right corner, I took, I snapped a picture of it 
And there are two things that I thought was, were that kind of mean something to today's podcast. Uh, the first one on the left says, don't stop until you're proud. And the one on the right says, I have absolutely no desire to be average. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Do you attribute those Uh, quotes to anybody? No, they're just, look, they're just printed out on the board and I, I don't know who they're from or what they are, but, um, I think the idea that, you know, the average is, is mediocre and the lollipop of mediocrity, one lick and you suck for life. So the, uh, so speaking of on bulletin boards, I, you were in my office, I don't know, a week or so ago. Yep. And, and I remember you pointing to a little note I had on the wall. If you remember what it said, basically it said the first version of everything is shit. Yeah. And it's basically just do it, just yeah. do it, fail at it, move on. And sometimes if you don't fail, you don't get the momentum that carries you into the next step, the next step and doing it. So and you, you, you relinquish the opportunity Yeah, the moment you're unwilling to fail. Yeah. So, I mean, and like Steve Jobs, you know, said, and it's remarkable all the things he talks about, but in, in his autobiography and his, the books written about him, they talk repeatedly about the failures within, you know, not just Apple, but you know, at Pixar and you look at what he developed is because he had no fear of failure at all. There nope. was nothing there. So I think, I think that's what we can take out of today's is, you know, not only do we have to do it for ourselves, we have to encourage it in, in our friends, our family and every, you know, it's like, you know, go for it, you know, yep. hell yeah or no. All right, everybody. That's been Paradigm Playbooks podcast for today. Hope you got something out of this and avoid the fear of failure. Make it a great day. Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.